There's no need to hide who you are or where you've been. God's light shines through your brokenness. I dare you to be brave. Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. So today, I'm going to be brave. This is Life in Perspective, episode one, when everything changed. Hey guys, welcome to episode one of Life in Perspective, when everything changed. As you know, I stated today, I'm going to be brave. And that starts with me sharing my testimony. It's me putting my life into perspective. But first, we got to talk about how life is right now. Guys, we are in the middle of a pandemic, a pandemic. To be honest with you, I did not know what a pandemic was until we had a pandemic. But I do know that it is officially running me low because I am an extrovert and being in the house is is wearing me out. It's wearing me out. I've had more FaceTime and Zoom time, like Zoom calls. It's 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 a lot. Okay, the lives on Instagram. We're doing a lot. We are doing a lot, but we are doing a lot so that we can stay connected while we are socially distancing. And it's, you know, I'm proud of us. We are coming together and making it work. On a more serious note, I think to talk about the pandemic, we can't, you know, negate how people are struggling with anxiety and fear and all of these things. And I would also venture to say that people's faith has been shaken. Um, It doesn't matter if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are a Muslim, if you are a Hindu, whatever um, religion you subscribe to, even if you are an atheist, something your inner being has been shaken. We literally woke up one day and our lives were completely different. And because of that, I felt like it was um, necessary for me to start the podcast here because to share my story is to share when my faith was shaken and how God seen me through. Like, in spite of the fact that this is the oddest time I have ever experienced in my almost 30 years of life, I am in the most peaceful place that I've ever been. Like, I don't know what's going to happen day to day. Um, And while people, you know, are losing their lives, I'm not at all making light of that. But I think that I am just in a position where I fully have complete trust and faith in who God is. And that is because I've been in a place where my faith has been shaken before and it allows me to have the peace that I have now to be like, yo, at the end of the day, he's in control and I know that because of who he is, he's not just going to leave us out here. And so I've been working through this pandemic to learn all that I can about myself and more about who God is and the nature of God. And so it felt like I should start here. So let's get to it. Um... I guess, of course, I mentioned that I'm almost 30, but I'm not about to give y'all a life story 30 years. Like, who's about to do that? But I will talk about um, a very instrumental time in my life that I think created and produced the woman that you are listening to today. And so basically, two years ago, I was in love, 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 like love, 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 like wide open. Do people still say wide open? It's okay. Even if they don't, y'all get the point. I was in love, love. Um, I was dating a guy who in the very beginning, I actually had no um, like 
romantic interest in at all. We were friends for almost over 10 years and over maybe like the year before we actually started dating, we just developed a deeper friendship. We became best friends. He was more like a brother to me. Um, And then as I started to progress in my relationship with Christ, I started having like these dreams and God started to reveal um, more about my purpose and my life to me and like where he wanted to take me. And in those dreams, he started highlighting this young man as like that he would play a role in like where God was taking me. And it was at first, it was really weird. Um, But then I think what helped me and what I think is something that we can take note of in deciding on who we will be in a relationship with or who we will marry is that ultimately the person that we choose to spend the rest of our lives with has to align with the purpose that God has for our lives because they're going to be a part of our lives. And the reality is they can either hinder or help you get to the place that God created you to be and to the place that God ultimately wants you to end up. And so when I embraced that, I was like, okay, God, like I'm a roll with it. You know, we had a lot of talks about it, but I eventually like when your life is submitted to God, it's like, all right, what he says you roll with and trust that he knows it all because he can see the bigger picture. And so getting in a relationship with him wasn't hard at all. We were already best friends. We basically knew absolutely everything about each other. So we didn't have to do the oh, what's your favorite color? What you like to do? Like we already knew that. So we were very intentional um about you know, understanding what we wanted and um, even all the way down to knowing that we wanted to be married. Like it was moving very quickly, um, very deep. We were talking on the phone every day, basically seeing each other every day. And so it was like a real, real relationship without really defining it as a relationship. We just kind of jumped in it and it became such a natural thing. That's why I was like, oh, sis was in love. Cause it, I didn't go into it with any guards up because we were best friends. So I was like head first, nose dive right into love. All right. But yeah, like we dated. And then um, maybe like one month of us dating, I was the leader of the young adult ministry and I called a fast. And at the time, it kind of seemed random because it was like not the top of the year. And that's usually when churches go on fast. Um, But I called a fast for a month, 30 days. And I just wanted us to like press in and all of that. But little did I know that it was God's way of setting me up so that I could be in tune with the next things that he was going to show me, the turn of events in the course of my life. And so um, literally we started the fast that Monday and Tuesday. Um, I was at the office. I um, worked at the church and um, my boyfriend at the time, he was also working there temporarily. And we were like in his office and we were talking and I saw a text flash across his screen. And I was a little taken aback, but you know how you like argue with yourself and you're like, no, I didn't really see that. Like it wasn't what I saw and just kind of like grazed over it. I didn't like mention it in the moment. I was just like, no, I don't think it's what it was. And so I just kind of ignored it or tried to ignore it. And it made me think about how many times in life that we get like red flags or we come across something and we, for many reasons, will choose to ignore it. And I think if I pay attention to that, like in this moment, it definitely would have been a fear of what I saw being true and knowing what that meant for me and a fear of, dang, if I step away from this or if I walk away from this, like, will I be alone for the rest of my life or what would I lose? And I think sometimes we just have to listen to that small voice. You know, the voice that makes you go like, something told me or I think uh should have like because I felt like just so y'all know and you're very clear that is the Holy Spirit and he 
doesn't steer you wrong. And it's his way. It's God's way of protecting us and covering us. And there is so much covering and exposure. And so when God shows you things or reveals things to you, you have to take that and run with it. And so basically, um, God and Holy Spirit would not let me sleep. Like the day I saw that message, I saw it um, in my sleep, well, in my dreams, every time I would try to close my eyes. And he just really wouldn't let me rest. Like it was a nagging, like I needed to find out what it was that I saw. And so that was on a Tuesday. Two days later, I did come across the text message among others. And basically what I thought I saw is what I saw. And it basically revealed that my boyfriend was in relationship with my pastor, my male pastor. And if I'm completely honest with you guys, I was devastated. Um, And I was shocked. I felt completely betrayed and even confused. Like I it just, it really didn't make sense. Um, because it was such a layered thing to process. I didn't process it in the moment at all. Like I instantly started to just think about everybody else because he, it wasn't just, Oh my goodness, my boyfriend is cheating on me. It's my boyfriend is cheating on me with my pastor and my spiritual father and my covering and my mentor and my leader, uh, my boss, Um, someone who was very influential in me becoming the leader that I am today. And I was heartbroken. Like, and um, I didn't address it or confront it right on because I really didn't know what to do with it. And I instantly, um, without a second thought, started to think about all the other people that would be affected by it. Like, while my heart was broken and in the pit of my stomach for weeks, I, I just didn't want anybody else to encounter that. Like, I didn't want anybody else to feel the pain that I felt. And so I instantly internalized it. Um, I went to work every day. Um, I still served in church um, for about a little bit over a month um, before it actually came out. And that was nothing but the grace of God um, and the peace of God. And I think my entire life shifted in that moment. And that's why I thought it was necessary for me to talk about it in parallel with the pandemic because same for me, I woke up one day and my whole life was drastically changed and not knowing day to day what was going to happen. And that's the same thing that we're dealing with now in the pandemic. And to be honest with you, that was my pandemic. Like I had no control over the situation um, for the most part or what would happen, you know? And so um, for me, There were just like a lot of things that I learned, but I think that in our most broken state, um, because believe me, I was in a very broken place, but there was still like this little sense of peace. Um, And I think the biggest thing for me is that I had developed a relationship with God. So it allowed me to be able to separate God from a man of God. Like, because I know, or even at that time, I knew the character of God. I was, it, it, I was able to make a decision on not walking away from God, but pressing into him and understanding that there was no way that I was going to make it through that sane and whole with all of my mind and all of my everything else 
if I didn't press into him, like my entire life shifted, like even my lifestyle, like I completely turned the world off, like no secular television, no secular music. I would wake up in the morning. I would pray. I would cry out to God so that I could make it through the day at work. I would come back home. Same thing. I listened to so many sermons, like whatever sermon was on YouTube at the time, like it was crazy. Like, but I think it, it built me for a time like this, because that's essentially like what we have to do in times of crisis, like in times where things are completely out of our control, which if you are a believer, when you give your life to Christ, it is out of your control. Like it doesn't belong to you. It's your life is surrendered and submitted to him. But in moments where we don't have the answer, I'll say that we have to lean and press into him. And that's, you know, what I've been doing. Like that situation, I think built me or helped me to build the strength to be able to endure the pandemic. Definitely the first lesson is that I learned was the importance of a relationship with God because not only did it get me through, but it also could have steered. I mean, that could have took me off course, completely off course because that was my church. And so that's the place most likely that builds me and pushes me to Christ. And it was the place that broke me, you know? And so even um, understanding that, but I think it shockingly, I had so much compassion for them and it was, it was weird and it was odd. Um, like, I don't think anybody really understands it, but I, I just had a sense of compassion for them. I was able to go and carry, I didn't end the relationship right away. Um, I didn't end the relationship maybe like two months later, um, because I had such compassion and I always um, title that portion of my life because I'm a creative, so I'm always like making things stories. But I title that portion of my life is my journey to God's heart because through that situation, I genuinely learned God's heart. Like the thing about God is when we mess up or we make mistakes or we fall short, um, he doesn't change the way that he loves us. He loves us literally just the same. Like he loves us just the same as if we never did anything. And that's essentially how I had to learn how to love them because out of my innate nature to want to cover everybody else, I couldn't really react on how I felt or even process how I felt, to be honest. Um, And so I learned literally how to love them like God. Like God's love doesn't change because we hurt him. Because the reality is all the things that were done to me are things that we do to God all the time. You know, we deceive him. We betray him. We choose other things over him. We make selfish decisions when it comes to following his will. And guess what? He loves us just like we never did any of it. And I genuinely learned how to do that. And so that would be my next lesson. So my first lesson was the importance of having a personal and intimate relationship with God so that it would allow me to separate um, things that happened to me from who God is. It's like I understood the nature of who God was. So it allowed me to be able to separate him from someone's shortcomings or someone's mistakes. Um, And then the second thing is that I learned God's heart. I learned that, um, you know, in spite of what we do or even things that are done to us, that we have to love people in spite of. Like we don't get to switch up or change up. Now, definitely not saying that we shouldn't guard our hearts and honor ourselves, but there's a way to do that. There's a way to go about that. There is a level of compassion that we have to apply to every situation, even when people hurt us. And so I think that that was a very, very um, necessary and important thing because God changed my heart 
concerning people, period, in that. Like, I just gained such a sense of compassion, and I was able to love them, even now, beyond what they did to me. Um, and, and there was a level of gaining understanding um, that I had about the situation, which shifted my perspective. So it shifted my perspective from a place of, like, what is happening to me to why this is happening and not why this is happening from a place of like, God, what are you doing? But like, what is it that I'm supposed to ultimately gain uh, from this? Because I do believe that God allows things to happen. Like he doesn't do things to us, but he allows things to happen. And there's a reason that he does that. And I think that even if we go back to our parallel, even in the pandemic, it's like, God, why is this happening? Like, why are you allowing this to happen? What is it that you want us to learn? And if we don't learn anything from the pandemic, slow down, rest. Cause we are in, we live in such a fast paced world and we're always going, we're always going. We don't have time in our own minds. We don't have time cause we really got time, but we are always using time as an excuse. Now we have all the time in the world. We have all the time in the world to build uh, intimate relationships with God to build authentic relationships with people. And so I think we have to, a perspective shift is always necessary when we encounter things, you know, your story might not be as traumatic or as life altering as mine, but in every situation, like once we deal with the hurt and we acknowledge how it makes us feel, then the next step from that is like, okay, God, what am I supposed to learn from this? Like, what are you trying to get through to me? What is it in my heart that you want to get out of me? And so I think perspective is a great tool to apply to every situation, good or bad. Like just having a great perspective and being self-aware is a very, very, very important thing. Um, And so got your two points, right? So developing an intimate relationship with God. And I think here's the thing, like how, what does that look like, right? What does building a relationship intimately with God look like? And I think that's a great question for some of you that may have it. And I'll ask you, how do you build relationships with people? It's like, constant communication. Like when you have a new friend or even when you're in a new like romantic relationship, you want to talk to that person all the time. You want to get to know them. We stay on the phone for hours. We're asking questions. Sometimes we just listen to each other breathe. Like it's, it's, there's just this hunger and this desire to like be around them 24 seven. It's the same way in developing a relationship with God. You have to pray that you have that same hunger and that desire because the best thing is he is the only consistent relationship. Like he is the one that you can be in a relationship with and you don't have to ever worry about being hurt. You don't ever have to worry about being betrayed. You don't ever have to worry about your secrets getting out. And so just like we have those moments where we like to sit on the phone and just hear each other breathe, it's the same way we can just sit in his presence and let him talk to us. Like it's a two-way conversation and then it becomes easy. Like it just becomes, we just start to develop and it becomes easy. Like it's, it's amazing. It's the most beautiful thing. And then it helps in times like these, because once you know him, then it's like, oh God, I know that the entire world is going bananas, but I can be in such a place of peace because at the end of the day, you are in control. I don't care what the news says. 
I don't care that I lost my job and I don't have anything right now. You're in control. The word says that you're a provider. So I can trust that you are a provider because I know you. I have a relationship with you. Think about your best friend. If someone says something or if your best friend says something, you like, yo, that word is solid because I know that they're going to come through. It's the same thing with God. It's why I believe I'm in such a place of peace. And so I think, um, yeah. Those are the two main things that I gained from that interesting uh, moment of time in my life. And I think the final thing is that we don't allow our broken places um, that we don't die in them. And originally, I wasn't going to like go there. But I think it's important because sometimes we experience things and they are so traumatic and so life-shifting and they catch us off guard that we die in that place. Like we get out of the situation, essentially, you know, maybe we get past the situation, but there are still parts of us that are stuck there. And if I am completely honest that although God gave me the grace to make it through and I think like shockingly in how I managed that and like making it out of that situation, there were parts of me that were left there. And even right now, sharing this in this podcast and in this episode is me not allowing parts of me to die there Um, because there was a part of me. I've always been a very outspoken and creative person, like just, and like months after I encountered that, I couldn't even create, like I had no desire to. Um, I lived with a friend when I first moved to LA and he, he would always want me to like, he's like, come on, like, let's create this, uh, at this series or let's work on this short. And I literally could do nothing, but just lay there. Like I lost my desire to even want to create Um, and another part was talking like literally that moment of, it was like my voice was left in that moment. And so this is me literally overcoming, um, my broken place. Like while it created, man, like it created such a spiritual awakening in me, um, as it relates to my calling and, all of that, it, there were parts of me that were like left and locked in that moment. Like I felt like I didn't, I just, sometimes I didn't want to. And then other times I literally couldn't, like I didn't have the strength. And then over time, man, I started to like find myself again and not even myself that I was, but like, I started to find the person that God initially created me to be. And I'm so grateful for that moment. Like, I'm grateful for that moment, one, because had it not happened, the reality of the situation is y'all would not be sitting in my apartment in Los Angeles creating this podcast. Like, I would probably still be in Chicago thinking I was in purpose because I was serving at a church and that was where he called me for a season. But I had ignored the fact that the grace for that season had lifted. And so it was definitely um, an awakening Um, to who I am and who God has called me to be, but there are hard parts too. And I wouldn't, you know, be completely honest if I didn't share that as well. 
But be, even God getting me through the hard parts is still why I have so much peace in the times that we're living in today because he got me through it. And so having the strength to even share one of the most vulnerable places I've ever been in in my life is a testament to not like, man, just to not die in your broken place. Y'all don't let your dreams die. Don't let the person that God created you to be like, don't let that die in the broken place. Like God allows things to happen to us so that he can build us into the person that he's created us to be. But if we drown in the hurt and the pain of it, it will will die in that broken place. And that's not at all what God designed it to do. Um, and while that was a very tough season, I think the scripture that I relied on throughout my entire journey from encountering that to quitting my job to flying across the country. Well, I don't know if it's really across the country because I'm from the Midwest, but it was a, it was a long enough flight. Okay. It's, it's a 24 hour drive, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, like the scripture that I relied on, um, through up all the way up until this moment right now that we're having, um, is Romans eight twenty eight. It is literally my favorite scripture. I moved to LA on August twenty eighth. Uh, I got my first real, you know, job like with a salary and benefits. Huh? Okay. On my eighth month in LA, I had the interview for that job on the twenty eighth. It's like that scripture. It, it just seems like God. And I'm not a numbers person. I don't even you know do the whole what do numbers mean. But I think that is God's way of communicating to me that He has me right. That all of these things are. Um, his way of showing me like, yo, I got you. And so for those of you who don't know, Romans 8, 28 just basically says God works all things together for the good of those who believe and are called according to his purpose. And it's like, yo, some of the worst things in our life, right? Are trash. They're trash. It's like, why on earth? Like I could have got the lesson without this, but it's like, probably not. Um, But it's like, God turns them around for our good. I literally like have my dream job. Like my Instagram handle has been produced her B since my first year of graduate school. And let me tell you, I was not a producer. <laughs> it was a dream. And it's like, God fulfilled it for me at the time where I least expected it. And so it's like, man, like I know we encounter things that suck in life, but it's like, if we have that relationship with God and we learn how to have his heart concerning everything and we don't die in our broken place, he got, he will have you. Like he will go beyond your wildest dreams because he has definitely exceeded mine. I'm like, all right, I'm strapped in and just ready to enjoy the ride. And so if you don't take anything from this podcast, y'all, from this episode, please, please, please just know that all the things that you have encountered in your life that seem like the worst of the worst, know that God is working them out for your good. While we are in this pandemic and people are losing their lives and we are in a tragic state, we are in a state of crisis and there's anxiety and there's fear, I need you to know that God never leaves us and he never forsakes us and he prides himself on getting into 
our situations and working them for our good, that we are going to come out of this on the top. We are going to come because we already have the victory. And so we are just, while we are waiting on God to move, we are just anticipating the victory that we even have. Like God is so much bigger than any problem we ever experienced and any hurt than any pain. And he's definitely bigger than a pandemic. He's God. And so I just wanted to encourage you guys, like if he could bring me through that and if he could bring you through all the things that you've encountered throughout your life, what we're facing to him is nothing. And so he got us. I just wanted to encourage you guys with that. And hopefully something I said today helped you to put your life in perspective. And so I am so excited to embark on this journey every week with you guys as we continue to, through the lens of our faith, put our life in perspective. So I will see you next week for episode two. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in.